Today's episode is brought to you by Twin City Seed Company. Twin City Seed Company provides the highest quality grass seed money can buy using the top rated cultivars according to trials from the National Turf Grass Evaluation Program. You can use the coupon code WINTER20 till the end of January for 20% off your next order. This is their biggest discount of the year, so get out there early and grab the seed for your next lawn project. Check them out at TwinCitySeed.com. From landscaping to parenting, much is in store, because life is so much more than cutting the grass on the Lawn Dads Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Lawn Dads Podcast. My name's TJ, your adequate DIY lawn enthusiast and host. You can find me on all social media channels as at the Lawn Dad. We've got a really awesome guest that I'm particularly excited about super knowledgeable on all things Bermuda, all things Southern grass. Excited to introduce you to the Bermuda dad on social media. Chris, welcome, man. TJ, great to be here. Been a fan of the lawn dad on social media for a while now. So excited to be on the podcast. Love that you're expanding the content to a longer form format and great to be a, a guest on it. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, thanks for thanks for agreeing to. I know you're a, a couple of the first guinea pig guests, so <laughs> happy you decided to say yes and, and join us. But just looking at your content, man, I mean, you just have you have so much good quality content out there on Bermuda. So just looking at that, I'm like, man, I got to get this guy on. So looking forward to learning a lot more about Bermuda grass today. Awesome. Um, so tell me tell me a little bit and tell listeners a little bit about yourself. How'd you get started? Uh, where Where do you live? What kind of grass do you have? All the above. My name is Chris. I live in a small town called Clayton in North Carolina. It's about 30 minutes outside of Raleigh. I uh, nice. live there with my wife. I got two kids, a daughter who's 11, son who's nine. Uh, and we got a what I call my affectionate third kid, which is a Labradoodle dog. I thought you were going to say grass. (laughs) That's my fourth. (laughs) And uh, kind of a fun little adventure for my family. We actually moved from Southern California to North Carolina a couple of years ago. You know, my my wife and I grew up in the same 200 square miles our entire lives. We've never kind of moved out of that little square and the stars aligned for us. Our kids were the right age. Work kind of aligned with that and we just we wanted to go on an adventure we really loved this area had some friends out here and uh, moved out and this is actually really fun Uh, we put our kids on a plane with grandparents and she and I and dog got in a little Toyota and just road tripped it all the all across the 40 so how long uh, did that take you (laughs) it took um, we stopped every night so it took about four four days uh, but we just made an entire week out of it. Like we, we like positioned little stops and adventures yeah. and little landmarks and, um, That's super awesome, fun, man. but in the daytime, awesome. I'm a, uh, marketing manager for a health tech, a healthcare IT company. But when nice. I'm not doing that, when I'm not hanging out with my family, I'm playing with the lawn. It's kind of that <clears throat> typical suburban new build Bermuda from when we moved over here. So I, I think it's it's probably like a Tifway 419, but who knows? Yeah. It, it was yeah, sod at knows? one point. Yeah. And got, you know, got a little bit of it, like 5,000 square feet, I think it is. Okay. Uh, that's my nice. That's my story. Yeah. Lawn kind of be- began as a necessity for me. 
but it turned mm-hmm. into a passion. So because I moved from California, we don't have very much lawn. We have sand and succulents. So when we moved to the South, when we moved to North Carolina, I was introduced to lawn. All my neighbors had it. It was every bear, everywhere, rolling green fields, Bermuda everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and for me, kind of moved into that typical cookie cutter, suburban new build. Um, and the previous owners that we got the house from let their grass go into disrepair. So they didn't do anything to it for two years. Mm-hmm. So I inherited the worst lawn on the block. I didn't Oof. think much of it at the time because lawn wasn't like a big priority as I was house hunting, mm-hmm. but it was the worst lawn on the street. I'm talking, you know, four foot high weeds. Oh, jeez. Um, or to put it this way, there were more weeds in the, in the lawn or in the, in the yard than there was actual Bermuda grass. So dang, it was, it was a scene. Uh, so I got introduced to lawn when I moved here. But I also got introduced to HOAs, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Homeowners Association. And yes. I think within weeks of moving in, we got what we call them in my neighborhood. We call them nasty grams. We got a little reminder. Yep. You know, you got to cut your nice. grass and you got to get rid of the weeds. And I, it started out as a necessity. It was like, I've never, I don't even know what that means. I don't know what to do with lawn. I don't know how to grow lawn. I don't know how to get rid so, so I yep. just kind of jumped into um kind of a, a double set of education for me, which was social media. It's where I saw yep. your accounts and many others nice. uh, and neighbors, just talking to neighbors. And it started off just me wondering like, God, what do I, what do I do? Like, how do you even begin to make grass grow? What does it even need? And I remember the very first thing I did was my neighbor who I think had some pity on me just walked up to me. It was like, well, you need fertilizer, bro. Like, yep. <laughs> well, what? I need to put fertilizer Good on first step. He gives me a 50 pound bag of, I believe it was Lesco weed and feed had like, you know, it was 24% nitrogen or something. And nice. I put that down nice. on my yard, greened up in a couple weeks. And that was the yeah. first step. I was like, this is awesome. You know, I want to keep doing this. <laughs> and I would go through what, I like to call on my videos, everyone has a version of this, but like the six fundamentals of like a, a good lawn and, you know, the watering and the mowing and the fertilizer, the pre-emergent aerating, leveling. I went through all of that, it took about six months. And I remember, I don't know if you've had this experience. I know you've been at, at the lawn care journey for a long time. Mm-hmm. You remember that first, the first time you just had success? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Never forget it, man. Never forget it. Well, what was it for you? What was the like the the moment? Uh, when my like, wife this is incredible. When my wife uh, came home and actually said, "Wow, the grass is actually looking really good," without me saying, "Doesn't this what doesn't this grass look so good, babe?" Like, oh my gosh, doesn't it look great. It was it was the first time when she came in and said, "Man, the grass looks yes. really good." That yes. was it, man. <laughs> Hooked. And that was that was where the law, the lawn dad crown. That was where the lawn dad was birthed. I've achieved. (laughs) For me, it was was when I leveled the grass for the first time. Yeah. You know, I'd done all of those things. I got rid of the weeds, learned about pre-emergent, did all of that stuff. And it it incrementally grew. Well, it incrementally got better. But my grass never grew. It never got Mm -hmm. lush and thick. Mm -hmm. And I remember going in on it with a neighbor and dumping two tons of sand, masonry sand on my lawn and 
and thinking, did I just make a huge mistake? <laughs> what did I just do? <laughs> right. I, I just spent, I was still a newbie. I spent yeah. four months, you know, sweat and toil and I got it to a pretty good place. It's green. There's no weeds. It looks great. Did I just completely ruin it? Yeah. Just because I, I watched one YouTube video and I thought it'd be a good <laughs> idea. And weeks welcome later, to, welcome to working on lawns. Watch one YouTube video and you just try it. <laughs> well, I watched this video from TJ, and now I'm, oh, I'm going to regret this. You know. But weeks later, this thing looks so beautiful, TJ. Yep. I there were days after work, I would sit on my porch. This sounds so silly to say because I never. That's all right. I didn't even know there was a lawn, you know, space. There would be. Yep. There would be afternoons. I would just sit out there for an hour and just stare at it. I'm like, I That's cannot awesome, man. believe. Um, That's awesome. Uh, my neighbors uh, voted it the best lawn on the block. Nice. I was then uh, voted onto the HOA as a board member because of my lawn. Ooh, got him. Went full circle. You like, earned yourself a spot by your lawn. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and all of this was was trying to repair this lawn, just figuring it out. So it began as a necessity. And it mm -hmm. turned into a passion where I was like, this is really fun. And I love what uh, one of your, your past guests, Ope, shared where he, you know, he was coming out of the pandemic and, you know, needed something to do, like get out yeah. of the house. And, and I felt that same way. You know, I yeah. work behind a screen all day. I miss working with my hands. And this is that moment. You know, I don't know if it's the dad in me or just the human in me, but I just need to build something. I need to cultivate something. And discovered that and i think the beauty of lawn for me just to get a little poetic is yep i i started to discover this is like complex enough for P phds and soil scientists to mm -hmm. analyze and yet simple simple enough for a dad to to be successful at yeah and i was that's like so this, cool. this is awesome and You're so exactly to, right. to go back to your original question uh that's why i started social media um is remembering the Chris Lazos like me that have no idea what fertilizer is. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to continue to do that. Just kind of paying it forward, making videos yeah. that are easy to understand for people that maybe were like me, a, a, a few years ago. And so, I mean, that's a, that's an incredible story because obviously everybody started out fresh. Everybody started out as a newbie, no matter who you follow on YouTube, no matter any agronomist or soil scientist person, they all started somewhere. And that's huge that kind of your story from going from like worse in the block to now you're on the board because your lawn looks so good. So since you're, you're newer to having a great lawn and you started at that, that square one, what would you say was kind of like your first like breakthrough, like one or two things that you did just to, just to like turn your lawn around and mm -hmm. make it a little bit better? I think the turning point uh, man, this is, this feels like a tie for me, but I'll give you number one. All uh, right. It was fertilizer. That was, yeah. um, I know this probably, um, assumed for us now, but at the time that was like revolutionary, I thought, you know, water and mow. <laughs> um, but then to dive into the world of, of fertilizer and, um, all the minerals involved and the, everything that goes into it was, was both fascinating, but also just really helpful. Um, I'd probably go with that. It's just knowing what my lawn needs, what it might be yeah. deficient in, and being able to kind of tie those two together was was pretty. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. 
when I first started, I had, I didn't even know like what the first three number or the three numbers on the bag were like, I like, I don't know what right. I, I don't know what I need. And like, I didn't, how do you, how often do you fertilize? Like what's a good fertilizer? I mean, there's a million things to, to start out. And I think, yeah, to your point is just kind of like even a bag of Lesco weed and feed 26% nitrogen <laughs> fertilizer, just like put something down and just, you know, kind of figure yep. it out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. Well, love that story. Uh, it again, everybody starts from somewhere, um, and I think a lot of people can resonate. Um, so, listeners, if you're if you're starting out on this journey, just brand new, if you're seasoned, I mean, just enjoy the process. Enjoy learning about your mm -hmm. lawn. It's something that again, people go to school for and get PhDs for, and yeah, it's easy. It's easy enough for us to make the lawn <laughs> look good. You know what I mean? Yes. So, such a cool thing. Such an easy way to get out work on your lawn, have some mental health breaks, yeah. have a hobby. That's why we're here, man. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. So next, uh, next segment on this podcast, I always love to um, answer questions from listeners. This is from Tyler in Georgia. I'm new to Bermuda, having lived in the Pacific Northwest all my life. Welcome to Bermuda. No idea where to start, and I want to have a good lawn this year. The yard itself is pretty flat, and the previous owner had a company maintain it. So while it is dormant, it actually looks pretty weed-free and decent. Nice. So hoping I have a good, clean slate to start out with. What type of fertilizer should I use, and how often? Appreciate any help you can give. So going back to our fertilizer uh, conversation, this is a perfect question yes. for it. So it sounds like he's coming from uh, cool season lawns, so... Let's kind of dive deep into maybe a 101 of fertilizer of Bermuda grass. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Okay, so <clears throat> his main question, what type of fertilizer should I use? How often? I'd, I'd put it this way, um, and this is for any of your listeners that maybe this is like their first day. They don't know anything about fertilizer. The way I like to explain fertilizer is that lawn needs a cocktail of certain nutrients, right? That was mm -hmm. kind of the epiphany for me when I first started. It needs more than water. Uh, it needs a few nutrients. And when you look on a bag of fertilizer or a bottle of fertilizer and you see those three numbers, you're looking at kind of the three common minerals that, that lawn needs. First one, the first number is nitrogen. You can think of that one as what causes your lawn to grow. Um, mm -hmm. and gives it that sexy green color, right? Yep. Uh, that's the one we all care about. Uh, yep. The, the number in the middle is phosphorus. That usually focuses in on uh, root development, early growth. So people that are reseeding or planting fresh seed tend to like uh, bags of fertilizer with a lot of that in it. And then the last one is potash. I used to think that was a Thanksgiving side dish. I uh, learned that it's, uh, it, it means potassium. And potassium is like giving your, your lawn Brazilian jiu-jitsu lessons. It's, nice. it's, a, it's strengthening your grass to be able to defend itself against uh, enemies like drought mm -hmm. and uh, disease. So or yeah. I should say in our area, at least my area, disease. So with the fungus and the humidity. And those are kind of the three. There's more than that, but those are kind sure. of the three big ones. Yep. And 
to kind of find the right fertilizer for your lawn, probably the, the best answer is you got to figure out what your soil is deficient in. Um, I like to do soil tests and there's mm -hmm. probably two you can do. One is, uh, I like, uh, I like to think of as the dad favorite. It's <laughs> not as precise, but it's the most fun. And that's just ordering, uh, a soil test home kit. Uh, I did a couple of those last year. They're fun because I'm able to do them with my son, you know, mm -hmm. little nine-year-old out there with gloves digging in the dirt. Like what boy doesn't want to do that? <laughs> you know? Yep. And <clears throat> You want to do a more precise version of that. You can actually send your soil sample to a local university extension mm -hmm. and they'll do it for you. And either way, like these are, these are so cool, man. Like they will, you essentially get back the numbers and the minerals or nutrients that your particular soil is deficient in. It's like having, it's like having all the test answers. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's you're, like... Go, you're, you're going into a test and you're like, what are they going to ask? And your teacher hands you, Hey, this is what I'm going to ask. Study this. Yes. Like yeah. your soil test literally is the answers it's is the, the answers. answers to what your soil needs. Otherwise you're just blindly <laughs> studying the, for the test. Don't know, don't know what it is, but like that soil test is huge, man. Right. Right. Keeps you from guessing. Yeah. It's like an open book test <laughs> yeah, for your lawn. Exactly. And so I, I usually like to start there um, just so I'm not, blindly throwing random stuff on my lawn. Um, not necessarily anything wrong with that, but you could waste a lot of money. So now that Tyler has, uh, so he's, he's went outside, he's stepped off how many square feet he's got. Let's just say, let's just say he's got the same as you. He's got 5,000 square feet. Assuming his, he's got a soil test back. He's looking at doing that 16, four, eight. What, how is, what's a good calculation to use or how can he calculate to make sure that he's getting one pound of nitrogen per thousand square feet? Because actually when I first started, I thought that you just take like, you know, just poundage and like, that's, you just put down one pound. So you put five pounds of fertilizer down. Well, that's, that's not accurate. I think, uh, you would, you would probably add in the percentage, that ratio that we were talking about earlier, uh, yeah. fertilizer and how much nitrogen is in there into the equation. So you could start with something like this. You would take, if the recommendation is one pound of nitrogen per 1000 square feet, well, you want to take mm -hmm. one, you would divide that by, uh, whatever nitrogen ratio is on your fertilizer. So let's say we're using yep. a basic so one first number. Uh, yeah, 16. So there, there'd be my equation. One divided by 0.16 times five, and that's going to give me 31, 31 and a quarter pounds of that fertilizer is what I'm going to okay. put down. So 31, so yeah, so 31.25 pounds. So if you have like a 50 pound bag, you're going to kind of mm -hmm. like, I don't know, leave <laughs> a little bit in there. I guess it doesn't need to be super exact, but leave a little bit in the bag. So you got some for next time. Um, yes. So in order to calculate that, do that, yeah, that equation, that equation is like super simple. So yeah, one pound of nitrogen divided by the percentage of nitrogen in the bag. So that first number on the bag, which in this case is 16. So mm -hmm. one divided by 0.16 times your square footage. You know, if you had, if you had 10,000, it would be 10. If it's 5,000, it's yep. five. That would give you the correct amount. So 31.25. Yep. If you were to measure that out, whether that's like by eye or by a scale, you can do either way, toss that into your, your spreader 
And as long as he gets out that 31.25, he's feeding his lawn the accurate, accurate amount of fertilizer. That's huge, man. Yeah, he is doing better than the vast majority of people out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, even when I started, I just, I, I don't know, I <laughs> once in a while, I don't know. But sticking to this one time a month, it's easy to set in the calendar just to say, hey, on the first of every month, I'm going to put down 31.25 pounds of yep. 16.48 for the entire growing season. I mean, it doesn't get any yep. easier than that. Outside of that, all you're doing is what? Just worried about mowing and sitting on your front porch looking at your lawn. <laughs> That's the dream right there. That's, That's the, the dream, dad man. dream. <laughs> That's the dad dream. I love it. So, all right. So that's, that's for Tyler. Hope you, hope you enjoyed that answer. Hope listeners enjoyed that answer. Um, hope you learned a little bit about fertilizers. So on to the next, I got one more question for you. This one's from Andrea. She goes, last year, I struggled a ton with Bermuda growing into my garden beds. <laughs> Who hasn't? Ton growing in my garden beds. Any way to stop that? You have any experience with that? Probably a couple ways to go about it. I've tried one of these ways. First way is chemicals. Uh, mm -hmm. I haven't used chemicals. Maybe a TJ you have, and you can kind of sure uh, chip into that. I can I'll share, share kind that. of the like a some edging techniques that I used. Yeah, that are pretty common. So last year I have a, a shrub bed, and as my Bermuda was growing, it started to creep into that bed and experience what a, a lot of people have experienced. Just the 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 beauty and the curse of Bermuda and the mm -hmm. way it grows is just those, you know, those roots, those rhizomes and stolons. Um, what I love about Bermuda is it just grows laterally, just like a, mm -hmm. like a root stapling itself into the ground on top of the surface, underneath the surface. The downside is it does that everywhere, even yep. places you don't want it. And so it creeped into it don't my care shrub about bed. Beds. <laughs> yeah. It don't care about your beds. It'll grow into your, your house sidewalk. if it can. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. right. And I remember uh, just getting tired of my, my original routine was just to pick it out. And I would do this every day. This stuff grew mm -hmm. so quickly. And I remember hopping onto these Reddit forums and, you know, uh, forums for lawn. And it was a little frustrated because everybody's go-to was to hit it with Roundup. And I try to stay away from Roundup personally. Yeah. It's just a, a, a lot of risk there. Yep. I was like, is there a organic way I can do this? And saw some edging techniques. I tried this one out, worked really well. And so basically what I did is I, I bought myself a little edging tool. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was from Corona Tools. The important part is it, the edge was, they say you, you, you need an edge that'll go down at least four inches, but anywhere yep. from four to six inches. And here's the reason is if you aren't using chemicals, what you effectively want to do is take the dirt away from the roots of your Bermuda. Uh, yep. Bermuda will grow into any dirt you give it. So you take that away, it stops growing. And so to do that, mm. because the roots grow down at least four inches, um, I would take an edger and I go to the edge of my lawn and I just create an edge all the way down to four, yep. five, six inches. From there, it's pretty simple. You just, I would just dig it out and uh, the objective was to create, I don't know what you would call this, TJ, like a drop edge, maybe a, moat. a cliff, a moat, whatever, you, uh, whatever the terminology is, it create an yep. edge that went all the way down. And when you look at the edge, you can actually see the, the Bermuda roots hanging off. So they just have mm -hmm. nowhere to go. Yep. And then 
as far as the bed itself, you can do whatever you want. I created a moat. Uh, some people make it flat, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. but it's, it was that simple. Uh, I did that last summer and I have not had a problem since. Yeah. Oftentimes whenever I either get this question or see pictures like, oh, you can never stop Bermuda from going. Most of the time I see these pictures is they didn't dig down far enough. So on these natural yes. edges, they do it. They just kind of like, yep. <clears throat> they just kind of like go down yeah. only like an inch or something like that. And yeah. then they put mulch down. So yes, then that Bermuda the kind of has, yeah, they, it kind of has like a, like a, a, just a launch pad for it to just start growing. Right. Um, so yeah, on that natural, natural edge, it, the key there, and, and I actually had a video on this. I posted this, um, this summer and I had so many people saying, oh, you're going to break your ankle on that edge. You're gonna... Well, <laughs> that's, that's really the only way to prevent. If you wanted a clean mm -hmm. natural edge, the only way, like you were saying is to go down that four to six inches. And I told, I was just kind of telling them like, well, just don't step close to the edge. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right. You, you won't break your ankle at that point. There you go. Um, and it's a, it's an added plus. Cause like, if you're a lawn, if you're a lawn dad or a lawn person, like you've, you have an obsession with straight edges and right. <laughs> that's right. just another and nice way to clean things up. Exactly. Yeah. It's super satisfying to have that good clean edge. Um, so yeah, that's, that's big is, and that's what I, that's what I have is the, the natural edges. I've also seen, uh, I'm actually maybe this, this summer going to be trying out a few new prototypes, but there's like that metal edging and not the stuff from home Depot, not hmm. like not the plastic edging, that stuff yeah. is all junk, but there's actually like sections of six inch deep huh. with like teeth on the bottom of it, metal edging. And you take a two by four and you use a hammer and you like hammer it down to the ground that is also another option. It's, it's expensive. So if you have a lot of beds to do, it's expensive, but sure. if you don't like the look of that, like natural edge or not yeah. the maintenance of the natural edge, that's also a huge option too, is to, is to get one of those gnarly six inch bed edger metal things. And that's, that'll actually stop Bermuda for the most part, as long as you're trimming it on the top of it and stuff. But hmm. And what what um, would you say about like a chemical solution? Have you ever yeah. tried that? So this is, yeah, I actually found this on a, from a golf course superintendent, but typically like in the past roundup, I mean, what kills Bermuda? You can, you can't really, can't really name anything <laughs> that kills Bermuda. Uh, you can, you can burn it. It comes back better. You can scalp it. It comes back better. Like anything that you do to Bermuda, it comes back better. There's one chemical that Obviously, there's always an asterisk. Make sure you're reading the labels. Make sure you're wearing all your protective equipment, all that stuff. But there's a chemical called Fusilade. Fusilade 2, it is the only chemical that I've found, and this is from a golf course superintendent. It's the only chemical that I have found that actually like takes care of Bermuda. Fusilade. It is a gnarly chemical. It, is, it's, it will take out Bermuda. It will kill it for a very long time. A lot of people actually, if you have zoysia grass and you're trying to get Bermuda out of zoysia grass, because that's almost, again, that's almost impossible to do. You can actually spray a very light uh, spray of fusillade and it'll kill the Bermuda and not your zoysia. So super cool chemical, gnarly, again, take all precautions with it. But fusillade is, is kind of the thing that has worked the best for me and most okay. consistently. Roundup is okay, but you know, Roundup is Roundup. Um, but yeah, Fusilade 2 is a great chemical if you want to chemically take care of it. That's going to be my opinion on on the chemical there. So 
Okay, a follow-up question, TJ. Were you, yeah. When you did that, when you used that chemical solution, were you at all nervous about, I don't know, tripping and <laughs> spilling a bunch of fuselage all over your, oh, all geez. over that golf I, I, course yard of yours? Actually, <laughs> actually, so <laughs> this, is, this, this is to add to the asterisk. Uh, make sure you're not spraying and walking in the spray. <laughs> Ask me how I know. <laughs> So I oh, no. was spraying, Footsteps. yeah, I was spraying into a deep, a deep garden bed and I started at the front and I sprayed. And as I was going back, I didn't dude, I didn't think anything of it. So I was spraying it back into it, taking, you know, just taking care of all the weeds. It also is a weed killer too, but taking care of the weeds, Bermuda, you know, strands that are kind of hanging around. And I started walking back on the lawn and walked back to my garage in about five, six days, I started noticing these little, like little patches that looked like a footprint in my yard and the grass was dying. No. Oh, no. The reason, the reason why I know this is because I did it. When you're spraying this, start from the back and go to the front and make sure you're not stepping in any of this, because if it gets in the bottom of your shoes and you walk in your grass, <laughs> you're going to have footprints in your grass until that grass repairs itself. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> That's exactly yes. what I was curious about. <laughs> yes. So to add that to your cautionary tale on Fusilade, don't step in it. Yeah. Suppose we all got stories like that. Well, you yes. <laughs> yes. So Andrea, hopefully that helps you. Uh, you got a couple options there. Dig out your, your natural edges a little bit deeper. Make that what we would call an ankle breaker or a moat. Get some really expensive metal edging, which is going to be a, a very long-term solution or chemically. So hope that helps. So final, final part of the podcast, if you've listened before, if you haven't, my whole goal for this podcast is to make your lawn at least 10% better or make you a 10% better lawn care uh, enthusiast, DIY lawn person. But also I would love to help you become a 10% better dad, parent, whatever that is. So if I've done either of those two or both of those two, man, this was worth it. I've super done my job and I'm very excited to have this podcast for just making people's lives better. So part of this last part of the podcast is called dad hack of the week. So dad hack of the week is coming from the guest. So Chris, what is the official dad hack of the week? What do you use in your life that either works in your kids, your wife, your life, anything in between? floor is yours. Dad hack of the week for me is remembering the power of moments or shared experiences. You know, as a, as a dad, as a human, uh, it feels like, and maybe just the stage of my life, it just feels like the week is packed. There's not a lot of time to do a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And I've got two kids, you know, and they're not yeah. going to be nine and 11 forever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Got a, so true. got a spouse, got a wife who I love, it's my best friends. Uh, one of my kids made a comment just today. It's funny that you bring up this, this question. My daughter looked at me today as I dropped her off at school and was like, the week is going by, like, at such a pace, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, where, <laughs> like, what's going on? I'm going back yeah. to school. And it kind of hit me in the, just the right place where I was like, gosh, you're not going to be 11 anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think for me personally, I can easily get 
caught in routines and just going yep. through the motions. If I'm not careful, it's probably why I love lawn. <laughs> yeah. Cause I want to do, I want to mow it this certain way yeah. and I want to lay down pre-emergent and I want to kind of get into that routine. And one thing I learned from my dad is uh, just in retrospect that some of the things that I remember from my childhood, even into my teenage years with affection are not things that I would have thought I should have done as a dad, you know, uh, the educational moments, you know, or the mm-hmm. sitting down and having a talk or, you know, the, uh, those teach like the, the things I remember are kind of silly. They were yeah. when he wrestled me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he tossed me on the ground laughing for five minutes or, uh, when I was old enough to go to work with him and he put me to work, uh, he was yeah. a plumber. Um, uh, I'll never forget when he taught me how to use a pipe machine to thread galvanized pipe. Strange memories to have, but those are the strongest ones I have of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of shaped how I want to be a father. Abby, my daughter, Jude, my son, they're not going to remember probably the two hours I played Fortnite with him on a Wednesday, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. They're going to remember that time hopefully if if this is anything like my childhood hopefully jude remembers the time we giggled digging in the dirt doing a soil sample or my daughter she's been asking me to sit on the porch and just talk to her for 10 minutes and ask each yeah. other about e- each other's days probably things i wouldn't have chosen but they love them and remember them and um i'm i think i'm trying to ask myself just to work on myself as a dad okay i think i know what being a good father is, I think I know what I'm supposed to do, but what, what are they going to remember like 10 mm-hmm. years from now that's going to bring them joy about their relationship yeah. with me? And how can I do more of that? And it doesn't have to be complicated. It's maybe yeah. kind of like lawn, you know, Yeah. there's a, there's a complicated way to do things, but I could also just do a soil sample with my kid or sit on the porch yeah. with my daughter and talk and look at, my beautiful lawn. Yeah. Include them in, you know, in your job, include them in like, yeah, you're right. Things that, things that you remember, your parents probably just like, you remember that? Like really? And it's the most obscure thing. So yeah. yeah, Thinking of things that your kids, your kids may remember and kind of like, yeah, yeah, just including your kids, man, that's huge. That's awesome. Well, that's going to be, that's gonna be it for today. Chris, thanks so much for joining me for hopping on the, the podcast today. Uh, thanks for spending some time with us. Um, thanks for teaching us about fertilizers and calculating fertilizer and ditches in your, in your edging and all that good stuff, <laughs> breaking your ankle on edging and all that, but also just your, your, your time expertise and, and the dad hack. So oh. one more time, you've got the floor. Where can everybody find you on social media? You can find me on TikTok and Instagram under Bermuda Dad. And I can't wait to meet some of you on there. Awesome. Well, if you have any questions for Chris, uh, be sure to shoot him a DM. If you've got any questions for this podcast and you want us to cover that question on a future podcast episode, feel free to email me at email at gmail.com. Hit me up on my DMs. Uh, but that'll do it for today. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. A great rest of your day. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks.